Tuesday, June 8th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, the Indians are in St. Louis. They had an off day yesterday. Uh, the Cardinals come in having lost, what, their last five games. Uh, the Indians lost two out of three to the Orioles. So uh, something's got to give here as they open this quick two-game series uh, at Bush Stadium. What are we looking for uh, tonight, looking forward to tonight as, as Shane Bieber goes against Carlos Martinez? Yeah, I think we're looking for, uh, you know, Shane Bieber will be on six days dress, Joe. He's pitching. He hasn't, uh, uh, last start was June 1st when uh, the Indians beat the White Sox on six to five. He got the decision there. Uh, you know, they've given him this, these extra couple days rest just to uh, reset him for this stretch of 30, 30 games and 31 days. They want, instead of, you know, he could have started obviously Sunday. Some people were upset he didn't, but I think they wanted to give him a, a few more days, two, two extra days because, you know, he's been pitched pretty hard, you know, in April and May. So I think they wanted him just kind of have a, have a chance to take a deep breath and get ready, you know, start tonight and, and get ready to dive into this, uh, you know, this stretch that, you know, could be a big determining factor in on whether the Indians contend or, you know, go, go the opposite way in the AL Central. Yeah, just looking really quickly, he's actually had an extra day's rest uh, several times this season uh, after, you know, after the first game. Uh, his first two starts were kind of stretched out a little bit because of, uh, you know, weather and the, and the schedule. But his last time out with, a, uh, with you know, five days in between starts, uh, he beat the Twins 5-3, went five and a third, uh, gave up eight hits and three earned runs. Uh, prior to that, he, he gave up nine hits and, and got a win uh, against the uh, Cubs on five, you know, with the, the extra day's rest. So, uh, you know, it, it, it could be a, a bit of a struggle for him, uh, you know, if, if history is any indicator in terms of, you know, getting, getting that extra day's rest and maybe being a little rusty out there. Yeah, it could be. Uh, <clears throat> but I think they're looking at the long haul here and, you know, the state of the, the rotation right now. If they, you know, if either Beaver or Savali goes down, they are in, you know, they might as well. This is this is like uh, this will be like the Alamo, you know. The, so uh, it, 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 I think they want to be really careful with these two guys get them ready for this stretch and then, you know, turn them loose and what happens happens then. But uh, I think they're just trying to build some, uh, uh, you know, little precaution into the schedule. Uh, speaking of injuries, we, we should be getting uh, at some point today uh, updates on a couple of guys, uh, um, Zach Plesak and Roberto Perez saw Dr. Graham uh, in Dayton yesterday. I, I believe I saw Roberto Perez on his social media uh, posted that he got the uh, the pins taken out of his, or at least the bracket that was sticking out of his his broken <laughs> finger, uh, taken out. So, you know, maybe there's some a uh, chance for him to start making some progress in terms of rehabbing that. Uh, Zach Plesak maybe hoping for some better news from that. Uh, also, we heard that we learned that Jordan Luplo has been taking part in baseball activities the last couple of days. He could be getting closer to a return, and we don't yet have. Uh, any sort of clear timetable or, uh, you know, a further update on Framo Reyes, who's out with the strain oblique. 
Right. And, uh, you know, I've heard some different uh, variations on when, you know, if Plesak gets, uh, you know, a good report today, uh, when he would come back. You know, I, you know I, I would think he's got to start a throwing program. He's got to make a couple of rehab starts. So, you know, that would put him maybe, you know, in, in the June or probably early July, but someone else told me maybe not till the, till late July would he be mm -hmm. back in the rotation. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of unknowns with the uh, police act right now. Well, and, and the last thing you want to do is have him rush back before he's ready in terms of a throwing program and have some other injury crop up, you know, that, that could end the season. You, you want him back, but you want him back healthy and, uh, able to, to, you know, sort of bear that, that workload. You know, you talked about in, in, in spring training, in the preseason, about wanting to throw 200 innings this season. Well, that's not going to happen because of this injury, but you want to be able to get, I mean, they showed with, with Mike Clevenger back in what, 2019, you know, even though he missed a good portion of that season, he still was, was highly effective and came back and had a, a really quality, you know, second half of the year. So, you know, maybe that that's what they're sort of banking on with, uh, with police act is being able to, maybe he's their trade deadline acquisition uh, when, when he comes back to the, uh, to the rotation. Yeah, that's a great point, Joe, both, both those points, because even when Clevenger came back, if you remember, you know, after uh, hurting his shoulder early in the season, he came back and made that start against Texas strained his hamstring. I think it was a hamstring. No, he, and he, he rolled an ankle. He rolled an ankle. Yeah, had to go on the DL, right. Had to go right back on the DL. So, you know, you can't be too careful and you can't rush these guys. Right. All right. Well, speaking of rushing, we're going to rush into our, our, uh, our first mailbag in a while. We, uh, we asked our subtext subscribers uh, if they would, uh, you know, just fire anything at us. I mean, we're an open book right now. Off day, uh, you know, slow news cycle, I guess. We're, we're looking into the, uh, the mailbag for some, some help here. Uh, let's dive in and uh, answer some of these questions. Uh, let's start with Corey from, or Corey Austin. Corey Austin texts and says, what do you think about playing Bobby Bradley every day? Oinsy, I'm all in favor of it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. But, you know, I also, you know, I'm thinking, you know, there, Chang is just getting, Yu Chang is just getting to warm, warm up here. And I can't, I don't, you, you can't forget about him. So I would think uh, you, you've got to, you know, find a spot, you know, a, you know, maybe there's a tough lefty that, that, that Bradley might struggle against. So, you know, bat, bat Chang there and don't forget about Chang, but, you know, as, as Frank Kona said, they brought up uh, Bradley to play. Yeah. I think, I think right-hander on the mound, I think Bradley definitely has to be in the lineup either as the DH or at first base one way or another. But, but I like your, your point about Chang. Uh, let me channel Tito and exactly, <coughs> exactly what T Tito would say in that situation is, you know, uh, if, if Chang wants to get hot, I'm not going to stand in his way. So that's, uh, that, that's exactly what Tito would say word for word. If, uh, if we brought that point up, uh, I think you're right. I think Chang definitely gets at bats against left-handers and, and probably starts there at first base uh, moving forward. All right, uh, let's dive back in. This one from uh, a subtext subscriber in the 225 area code. I do not know where 225 is from. Uh, why Quantrill and Henches and not the Thin Man in the last week or so? I guess you're referring to uh, uh, Tristan McKenzie, 
who had a successful start down in Columbus last week. Uh, you've got Quantrill and Hentges right now. Uh, Quantrill sort of in the starting rotation, Hentges in the bullpen. Uh, do you think it's going to be long before they bring Tristan McKenzie back up? Uh, well, the first the first part of the question, Joe, you, when you sent him down, he had to he had to stay down for ten days. You mm-hmm. know, when they sent him down after the doubleheader, uh, what doubleheader against Toronto, he had to stay down in Columbus for ten days. So that's why he had, isn't back here yet. But I would think Joe coming into this weekend, uh, you know, with uh, Seattle coming to town for this uh, homestand. I would think you're going to, they're going to have to bring McKenzie up. I would think, you know, he had the good start Sunday, uh, Sunday in Columbus, you know, it's his, it'll be, he'll be on schedule to start one of those games over the weekend against the Mariners. So I would, I would look for him to be, be back up. Right. Uh, another uh, subtext subscriber, Mike Fumick from Avon. Uh, he wants to know, do you think uh, Francona will go out to go the next 30 games with, Mejia, Quantrill, and McKenzie, or some combination of them as the, you know, three, four, and five starters. Yeah. I, what other choice does, does he have? <laughs> I guess you, you could throw Hankins in there, right? Right. Did he mention? Yeah. Uh, so you maybe, could, maybe, but I, I think, I think maybe he wants to pitch Penches out of the bullpen right now. Yeah. And that could kind of, you know, as some protection for if one of those guys goes, you know, gets a, gets an early exit or a, a short start. Yeah, but yeah, I, you know, and I don't, you know, just uh, from, you know, talking to people, I, I don't think uh, they're going to be able to make a trade. And, you know, I don't know, I, I got a, a uh, you know, an email saying, why would you make a trade with police that kind of hanging there? And you really, you know, he's, he's going to be back, in, you know, in a month or a month or th- three weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. So I don't know, but uh, maybe, maybe they would add some depth a depth starter at AAA that, you know, they've done that a couple of times already. I think they purchased a guy's contract from uh, the Atlantic league. Mm-hmm. Phil Meyer used to yeah. pitch with uh, uh, the Royals. So maybe they do that just some, for some protection, but I, I don't think they're going to go out and make a big deal. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't seem to fit sort of their plan. Uh, you know, their, their economic plan, their, their team building plan. Uh, as of this point right now, I don't, I don't see them making a big deal. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore 
Indian fans. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. This from the 216 area code. Hey, guys, with our injured players on the way to recovery, who are the bubble players to be sent down uh, for their replacements besides besides Rene Rivera? Uh, and I think uh, that, you know, Perez is probably one of the further away uh, players to, to be coming back. So, you know, I don't necessarily know that Rene's probably can get a little comfortable for now. I, I think he's, he'll be around for a little while longer. But, you know, it brings up a good a good point. If Jordan Luplo comes back, you know, who do they send out? Can they afford to send out a pitcher, or do they need to keep that that um, that extra guy there in the bullpen? Yeah, I think they keep those guys there, Joe. I think he's going with 14 pitchers as long as he can. I would think Owen Miller would be on the uh, – he's a bubble guy. I mean, you know, I mean, I think, you know, God love him. You know, he came up, he was hot, uh, he's gotten a chance. He, you know, he's, you can tell he's struggling. and. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe he just needs to go back down and and uh, you know get his swing back together and in September or something get get another shot. What about Bradley Zimmer? Yeah, you know Zimmer, I think has done enough. Uh, I guess yeah, he could be an option, but you know he gives him you know some. He's played decent in center field. He's his speed is is kind of shown that he can steal a base. He's beat out some infield singles. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess he could be a bubble guy too, but I. You know, I think Miller more so. Right. Yeah. It, it, the one thing I do know is when Jordan Luplo's healthy, he's going to be back in this lineup because, you know, he was one of the only guys that, you know, at different stretches during the season, who's proven that he was, it was hitting consistently and for power. So uh, they're, they're going to need him back when they can. Definitely. Definitely. He, and uh, you know, he just, he was, he was trying to play through that ankle. I think he's probably been pl- trying to play through it. What, since the end of April. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully he gets he gets healed up and he's uh, you know close to 100 percent when he comes back. A subtexter from the 614 area code around Columbus uh, says he's concerned where the team will be at the trade deadline. Uh, if we stay close to the White Sox, it might force the team to make decisions that aren't in its best long-term interests while holding out hope we can catch a more talented team and not much of a chance at a wild card if we don't catch them. Uh, the eye test says this team isn't as good as it record as its record indicates, but if we're still three or four games back, it will feel like we can't make deals for the future. So do, do you think that's a concern? Is that the, I, 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 I gotta believe Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff's track record of deadline deals over the last several years should lead you to believe that they're not going to ransom the team's future uh, for a, a shot at anything short-term right now. Yeah, and and the thing is, Joe, they what who are who are their keep who are their bright shining stars that they haven't traded? I mean, there's not <laughs> a guy, you know. That, I mean, you're not going to trade Bieber. You're not going to trade Jose Ramirez. Uh, so, I mean, well, if you if you fall off a cliff record wise, yeah. you might consider trading Jose Ramirez. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good point too. I, but I mean, you'd have to get a ton back for what he's worth right now. Yeah, I mean, he is the only guy in the uh, you know Bauer. Clevenger, 
you know, Lindor Carrasco mode left on this team, right? Right. Right. And he's even got two option years left. So, you know, his trade value has probably never been higher than it is right now. And it probably won't be if you get to the end of the year with him. So, so yeah, don't be concerned that they're going to trade Jose Ramirez because I, I don't think that that's going to happen. But if things go south quickly, he would be the, one of the biggest candidates, one of the, one of the prime guys to, to be, be talked about before the end of July. Sure he would. And he's the best deal in baseball with that contract. Absolutely. So, I mean, that could either, that's going to attract attention from other teams or, or could in, you know, in, induce the Indians to keep him because, you know, even with their payroll, they should be able to afford this him for the next two years. Here's a question from the 916 area code. Uh, Elliot, Elliot and Sacramento, it's either Elliot Sacramento, which would be a really, really a coincidence, or Elliot in Sacramento. Uh, uh, he wants to know, Elliot wants to know, are injuries up this year compared to most? And I got to believe, yeah, I, I, we've seen, you know, even a guy like Mike Trout, who's had injury issues in his, his career. I mean, he looked like he got shot in the calf uh, running from second base against the Indians, and he's been on the, the injured list ever since. But it seems like every other time you look up, there's, there's a, a big-name player going down with an injury. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the Cardinals have ten, at least 10 guys on the, on the injured list. You know, three-fifths of their rotation uh, is, is down. Uh, if you look all over baseball, the injuries, to me, are up. You know, soft tissue injuries, you know, hamstrings, you know, abdominal, abdominals, obliques. Um, and a lot of, a lot of people are pointing to the short season last year, uh, the 60 game season, you know, players having to ramp up twice, go through basically two spring trainings to get ready for that. Maybe trying to do too much too soon and to carry over into this year. Uh, from the 614 area code, uh, Tyler Freeman of the rubber ducks. Can the Indians use his second highest average for all double a players? Uh, up in the majors. I, I think, um, you know, the, like we said, the Owen Miller experiment has, has kind of, um, you know, shown that maybe, maybe they do need a, a little bit more time of working on their, their craft down in, in the minors. Uh, Miller was hot at the, you know, the outset here. Uh, Freeman definitely as hot as any hitter in the, the farm system right now. Uh, do you think they would consider calling him up at some point? I, I think it's a consideration. I, I don't think it's on the front burner. Um, like you said, Owen Miller is a perfect example that what you see at the minors isn't necessarily going to tran- immediately trans- translate into the, to the big leagues. But, uh, you know, I, I love Freeman. I, I saw him and Miller in spring training. I thought they were both great. I thought Freeman, uh, Freeman was better than uh, um, uh, uh, Jimenez. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought he... He, he uh, to me, he was on the same level, uh, but now him is his triple A dude. So, you know, well, now I, they, are, they are on the same level or they will yeah. be soon. So, uh, so, you know, I, I'd say, let, let this kid progress. You know, he's had a, you know, he's had a great minor league career. He's, he's on a fast track, maybe he gets promoted to triple A and, you know, in the near future here and uh, take it from there. But maybe you could, 
we could, we, you know, they, they, they can't, they can't even bring the guys up in September like they used to Joe. Right. Mm-hmm. It's only because the roster's only expanded 28. So. Right. But they can, they can carry as many guys as they want with the team, but they can only act have active 28 guys so that they can, you know, move guys on and off the list if yeah. they want to. So, well, you know, we'll see about that, but yeah, I, I, you know, I would not be surprised if, if he gets called up, but you know, probably uh, prudence is the uh, best way to, you know, judge that right now to err on the side of caution. All right. Here's a question from the 260 area code uh, wants to know about sticky substances and how the, uh, the league is going to enforce this and, and what it, uh, you know, what concerns you have about how fair it's going to be. Are our pitchers going to be, you know, certain pitchers going to be targeted. Will Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer get more scrutiny because they had the higher spin rates that are now not necessarily at high, uh, at those same high rates after this uh, enforcement initiative has been announced. Uh, what, what do you think that is going to happen there with, uh, with the way baseball addresses this sticky substances situation? Yeah, you know, I really don't know, Joe, just from what I've read that, you know, it could take place before the All-Star break, you know, MLB could come out with a, uh, you know, a set of guidelines, you know, what uh, the umpires, you know, the umpires can do, you know, I've read some stuff where they could, they could check as many as as five pitchers a game, you know, check it out, you know, to before either, you know, as they come to the mound or before they, you know, in the bullpen, whatever. You know, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it, they're definitely going to, you know, kind of set some guidelines, uh, you know, give pitchers a chance to, you know, change equipment if, if they've, you know, like the, who was the guy in uh, uh, St. Louis, uh, you know, the, the reliever they got with the spot. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos. Yeah. So, and it, they gave him a chance to change his hat. He stayed in the game. Uh, so it'll, I think it's going to be along those lines, but it, there definitely will be some enforcement here. Yeah, uh, you know, previously the onus was on the opposing manager. If the opposing manager wanted the umpire to check things, you know, if he thought that there was a, a spot on the, the pitcher's jersey or, or something like that, you know, the umpire would go out and check. Now it's sort of going to be on the umpires to make sure every guy coming into this game isn't loaded up with some sort of pine tar or, you know, rosin and sunscreen or something, you know, like that. Uh, it, 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 I wonder what it's going to do to the, the pace of play initiative. How does it affect that? Yeah. You know, if, if Manfred is, is concerned about how long games take, are you going to take extra time to be inspecting every, uh, you know, pitcher that comes into the game? It, it made me think of, you know, the, the scene from that famous baseball movie, The Naked Gun, where <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Nielsen's character is inspecting every player on the field uh, you know, as, as there, he's looking for the, the weapon for the assassin who's going to, uh, you know, uh, that's right. I, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to explain the entire plot of the movie. Just, <laughs> I just have a vivid memory of, of this umpire patting down every batter that came to the plate, you know, before the seventh inning stretch, because that's when the, uh, the assassination attempt was supposed to take place. Uh, yeah, again, it's 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 going to slow things down it's going to be awkward it's going to it's going to lead to fights it's going to lead to you know players calling other players out uh if if this is is allowed to blow up the way that it could i think the the league needs to proceed with a lot of caution here yeah that's a great point yeah and 
They're just, and I think everything is speculation at this point right now. The, but the league, from what everything I've heard, is they're going to, you know, police this. They're going to, you know, set, uh, you know, release a set of criteria, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, we are headed towards tonight's ball game. Uh, hey, before we go, I wanted to, uh, you know, send, uh, you know, best wishes and, and thoughts to Dwayne uh, Dwayne Kuyper. Uh, San Francisco broadcaster and one of the uh, 100 greatest Indians of all time. Uh, Kipe announced that he is uh, going to be missing some games because he's undergoing chemotherapy treatment. And, you know, just best wishes to him and, and, and his family and everybody out there in San Francisco. I know he's, he's one of the favorites of the fans. He's one of the favorites of the broadcasters. Uh, basically, every guy that, that, that meets him uh, loves him and, and, you know, wishes him well. Just a great guy. Joe, well said. He's one of the first first uh, ball players I ever interviewed, and this is a long, long time ago. So really, uh, really, um, I'm I'm pulling. We're, I, everybody's pulling for Kite here, so I think hopefully uh, he gets through this. All right, Hoinsey, we will check back in with you tomorrow from San. Uh, I'm sorry, from St. Louis, uh, uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Check in with you later. 